Episode 274 of the Biz Talk with Bill Roy podcast. The Wichita Business Journal created this podcast because we want to provide you with some insight into the people, places, companies, organizations, and issues that are important to Wichita's business community. I'm Managing Editor Kirk Seminoff, sitting in for Bill. Well, have you placed your first legal wager in Kansas yet? Legalized sports betting began Thursday in the Sunflower State, meaning you can bet on your team or any other from the comfort of your easy chair and your smartphone. Christopher Bone of BetKansas.com and the Gambling.com Group, organizations that report the news of gambling, join me, joins me in episode 274 to talk about how Kansas was able to turn around a sports betting framework in roughly four months. And he gives some tips on how to be a savvy Kansas better. But first, let me tell you about the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal. This week's cover story is talking to the first class of students at the Kansas College of Osteopathic Medicine. Reporter Shelby Kellerman talked with new med students from Wichita and elsewhere about why they chose the new downtown medical school. That story begins on page 14. This week's list is commercial real estate brokerages. Find out who's at the top on page eight. Part of our mission is to help small and medium-sized businesses grow. One way we try to accomplish that is through our weekly leads section. We list bankruptcies, new real estate deals, building permits, new corporations, who owes back taxes, and court judgments. Our leads section this week begins on page 20. Equity Bank means business. That's why they've created business solutions to help you solve your business challenges. Visit them today at equitybank.com. It was hard to miss the opening of sports betting in Kansas on Thursday. If you have social media of any kind, you probably got a ton of promoted ads from sites such as DraftKings or FanDuel with deals that got you closer to wagering on their mobile device. Meanwhile, the four state-owned casinos around Kansas open sports books ready to take your wager on the Chiefs or anything else in sports. We wanted to go to an expert to find out about how it will work in Kansas and how our state compares with other states in creating the business of sports gambling. Christopher Bone, a writer for Gambling.com Group, has been studying what Kansas is doing, and he joins us this week. Christopher, good to have you with me. Good to be here. Thank you for having me, Kirk, and I'm, I'm happy to uh, report, tell you all about how this uh, opening week has gone here in Kansas and uh, where we go from here. So it's our second day of sports betting in Kansas. We've had about 24 hours. How was the lead up? How did Kansas do in getting to this point? Historically well, to be honest with you, the fastest state from, from, from passing a bill to entering the marketplace in American history. They knocked off Arizona, a state where I'm, I live in Arizona. I, I've covered Arizona from the ground up. Uh, and Arizona took one month longer than Kansas did. Part of that was because Arizona signed the bill in mid-April of last year and Kansas did it in mid-May of this year. But still, uh, an incredible turnaround time shows you how hard the, the folks from the Kansas Lottery and the Kansas Racing and Gaming Commission worked to get this day uh, into, the re- into the history books. But yeah, it's been an incredible last 90 days or so. And, uh, and we'll see where it goes from here. What made these 90 days successful in your, in your view? Well, I think honestly, it just takes good people. Um, the KRGC and the, and the lottery seem to have a lot of people that they have experience with this. Obviously casino gaming has been the thing for 15 years in Kansas. They had the infrastructure in place. They knew what they were doing. Uh, this wasn't something that had been built from the ground that had just happened overnight. 
This, this whole thing had been planned out a long time before the bill even was entered into the legislature. So I think that they had the right uh, systems in place and the right people in place to get this thing done. But you can't you can't underestimate the the job done by both the regulatory agencies. They've been phenomenal, and uh, that says a lot. And that can get you a long way in this industry. And we've certainly seen that in uh, in Kansas so far. When it comes to Kansas starting so quickly, and you know, obviously they're not doing this. They're not the first state to do this. Does it help to have other states go through this process? of opening sports betting and are you as a state do you look at what other states have done and, and and learn and take from those states yeah totally i mean i think kansas could literally just follow the blueprint blueprint of what arizona did what iowa did a couple of years ago what colorado did a couple of years ago and uh and, and fine tune it and do what they did right and maybe don't do what they didn't do so well uh and implement it in their local market i think um I wouldn't be surprised at all if you talk to people involved with the rollout of Kansas sports betting, if they would tell you that they took a lot, took a page out of the, the Arizona's, the Iowa's and the Colorado's of the world. Um, but at the same time, they've also done uh, a uniquely Kansas approach to sports betting. Obviously, low taxes, very good competition in the market in terms of operators and, uh, and skins uh, available to those operators. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens, but I definitely think that they took a lot from from the successes of previous markets and 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 in launching uh, Kansas sports betting. Realistically, what will we see in Kansas in terms of uh, a percentage of average of, of wagering coming from the apps and, and mobile devices versus the, the four state run casinos that will also have sports books where you can go to Dodge City, Kansas City, Pittsburgh, Mulvane to make a bet? Yeah, so the best option or the best uh, apples to apples comparison I can give you is Arizona. Um, I have the numbers right here. They released them yesterday for June, and there was a overall handle, which was the lowest since September, but still of $318 million, just under 319 And of that, just under $3 million came from retail. The rest came from online. And that's been pretty consistent in Arizona. And Arizona's a pretty uh, – it's a pretty low state for retail compared to other, other markets, but still – you're looking at 95 to 97.5% of the overall handle coming from mobile and 25 to 5% coming from retail. It's pretty much what we've seen across the board in states that have both. So, yeah, I think as we can expect in Kansas, we've done uh, at Bet Kansas, we've done uh, simulations uh, using Arizona. And obviously, Arizona has twice to three times, about 2.4% times the population base of Kansas. So we you know, factor that in and things like that. But still, uh, we, we project Kansas to be around 150 to 225 in terms of million a month in wagers. So you'd assume if that market, if that two and a half, five percent um, coming from retail stacks up, you're looking at maybe a couple million dollars coming from retail versus obviously the rest coming from online. So retail drop in the bucket. But still, the reason why they do it is because there's still a lot of people. You know, that's that's money being left being left on the table if you don't have retail sports betting. So it'll be overwhelmingly uh mobile probably might be a little bit more retail in kansas than arizona every market's different but it'll definitely be almost uh exclusively uh mobile sports betting you'll see in kansas i think i don't think it'll it'll keep the the, the people who want to go to las vegas just to sit in a sports book and watch the first two days of the ncaa tournament i don't think those trips will be eliminated i think it, it's you know 
even though you have an app and you can do it from your living room now. I think that people still want to do those trips, but oh, obviously the most, the biggest percentage is going to be through the app, right? Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of people go to Vegas for the sake of going to Vegas and the sports betting, going to the sports book, whatever is a, is a secondary thing. Seeing the same thing in Arizona. I mean, Arizona's tracking, is chasing down Nevada. I don't know if it'll ever get to the Nevada, uh, Nevada level in terms of handle, but uh, I'm sure it has taken away some of Vegas's business, but there's just a lot of people that just want to go to Vegas. And it, it doesn't matter if your state has it, if your state doesn't, that trip to the, the Sin City is, is going to beckon if, you, if that's your thing, regardless of whether you can do it in your backyard or not. You know, I mentioned social media in, in the lead in, um, you know, as, as a Kansan, as a Wichita, social media, just ad after ad on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram for, you know, all the all the online mobile apps where you can place bets. Historically, what have you seen? How long will that onslaught of advertising continue? It goes on for a while, at least the first three months. Uh, it's all about market share and it's all about gaining market share however you can. There's been a huge talk amongst all the operators uh, on all the quarterly calls. Uh, the investors want them to dial back the ad ad buys and the ad spend because that's 35 to 45 percent of their of their uh, overall revenue pretty much is going to that. So I think it'll get dialed back, especially as a lot more new markets um, are trying to limit the amount of ads these people these operators come to place. But right now, Kansas is I'm right like that. You'll probably see three or four solid months. Uh, of ad of ads, especially with football season, at least at the end of football season, I'd say you'll see them just because it, that that's where they make their money. I mean, it's it's a, if you're not in in that first sixty days, you might as well not even bother because uh, that's where it's a hard fought uh, proposition to get market share, and that's how you get it. So until they find a better way to attract and gain customers, you're going to keep getting those ads. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll live with them. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, it's definitely a bone of contention all around the country. From what I'm seeing. Uh, two states neighboring Kansas, Missouri and Oklahoma, don't have sports betting yet. And you've talked to our mm. reporter, Shelby Kellerman, about why that's such an advantage for Kansas. Can you talk more about that? And and how, how, do, how does the state take advantage of that? Oh, yeah, I'll take it a step further. You have Missouri, you have Texas, you have Oklahoma, all of which have very sports- ravenous uh markets and they don't have sports betting so uh, i think you're going to see a lot of sports betting tourism in kansas uh you'll all see it in kansas you'll see it in louisiana uh, for the east part of texas that's where they're going to go to but the people who live in dallas the people who live uh, up uh, maybe up towards the panhandle of texas they're going to come to kansas and the reason why is because you know people want to wager they got to go somewhere and uh i don't see texas passing anytime soon i it would be nice if they did, but I don't think they will. Uh, Oklahoma, who who knows? I mean, that, that state is a wild card. But anyway, uh, and Missouri should have passed it. They, I mean, to use a good football analogy, they basically broke free. We're at the 15-yard line, home free. At the 10-yard line, even more home free. Got to the one-yard line, and then for some reason just decided to leave, you know, drop the ball and, and go home. So, uh, you know, I think a, a huge percentage of – of your handle is going to come from people in Missouri because if it works like New York, the uh, New Jersey did before New York was came online, all you have to do is go across the state line uh, 
far enough in that the geolocation firms can basically know that you're in Kansas and you can place a bet or you can go to your local casino. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be a huge market for that reason. And I think a, a sizable minority of, of your handle is going to come from out-of-state bettors. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask how that works. So you have a Kansas City, Missouri resident crosses state line road, probably needs to go a few blocks into Kansas. Yeah, to work. yeah. Maybe maybe go to your office on the on the Kansas side. I mean, it, it's going to be interesting. We won't know until the market goes live for sure. But I'm just going to assume it's going to be like New Jersey was when New York wasn't uh, online. And New Jersey used to have handles. They still have handles between 750 and one million and one billion dollars a month. But they used to be like 1.2, 1.4. They weren't pushing New York numbers basically. And a big reason why was because New Yorkers were going across the New Jersey Turnpike. And, uh, you know, going over to the Netherlands and placing some bets. So I think that'll probably be a similar deal. You'll see a lot of people hanging out in the Kemper Center parking lot. And, uh, you know, if uh, if if uh, the Kansas City, the Kansas City, Kansas side has its way, maybe you might have a football and baseball stadium over there in that neck of the woods and in the coming month, years. And you'll have uh, you have lots of people, plus, you know, hanging out in that parking lot year round. It'll be a year round destination for. Missourians, at least until the show me state shows anyone it can get the job done and get the ball across the finish line, but uh, across the goal line, I should say, to use a proper sports analogy. But yeah, I mean, it's uh, I think I think there will be a lot of bets placed uh, from uh, from parking lots just across the state line. That segues well into how Kansas is planning on using these these dollars that they gain from sports betting. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of it is towards, you know, attracting professional sports teams to the state. Uh, is that common among states that you've seen uh, introducing this or it's it's different, isn't it? Yeah, it's the only state I've ever heard of that's going to do this. Um, Arizona, that money goes to the general fund. Uh, and that's that's pretty much what everybody else does. California, if it gets it across the finish line, there's another state I'm working on right now that does not seem like it's going to. But if it does... That's going to go to either homelessness or it's going to go to uh, the general fund and to, and to help the state's tribes and to fund education. So, yeah, it goes into some sort of general fund, usually whether it be educational, general funds, roads, some sort of thing. Uh, I've never heard of another state market where it goes to, to attracting sports teams. But uh, I know that was uh, that was a hotly contested item when it was when this thing came around the first time. So. Uh, we'll see what happens. But, uh, yeah, if, if, the, if the Kansas City Chiefs find themselves playing by the airport uh, 2025, you can thank this bill, I guess. Yeah, I'll believe it when I see it as a longtime yeah. Royals fan. Uh, you study the data. I'm I'm very interested in, in uh, who the average better is or is there a profile of the average better? Primarily men, I would guess. Um, mm-hmm. What about socio socioeconomic levels, race, religion? I mean, what do you see? It's pretty. It's pretty spread across the board. Honestly, we're seeing the biggest demographic that's growing is women, uh, especially with mobile sports betting. But it, it it varies. So retail sports betting tends to be white, tends to be older. Uh, mobile sports betting very, it, you know, very uh, diverse, um, younger. Uh, you know, kind of, at least from what I've read, is basically um, in terms of income, it's kind of across the board. Uh, you know, it's kind of a Duke's mix. Um, so, yeah, it's it seems to be one of those things where mobile sports betting appeals to a wider demographic than retail does, which kind of makes sense. Um, retail is, is 
in stadium sports books are different. Those retail facilities are attached to an arena or something. Uh, obviously attract a much more different, much more diverse clientele. But your casino ones, as we all know, if you've ever been to a casino, it uh, tends to be older, um, tends to be uh, be a little more, uh, a little less diverse maybe than than uh, you would expect from a mobile sports book. So yeah, it'll be uh, more of a Duke's mix uh, in terms of who uses the mobile apps versus who who does retail. But yeah, we can. That's gen- the general picture that other markets have shown us so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you give us some new tips for the? I mean, some tips for the new better out there. I mean, there. I have to imagine there are a lot of people like me who, when I'm in Vegas, I'll, I'll place a bet, but I really don't bet. You know, I may bet a twenty with a with a friend in a game. Um, what? Should we be looking for in terms of mobile apps? Are they all the same? Uh, what should what's what's to look for? So yeah, the main thing is basically make sure you take advantage of these uh, acquisition offers. I mean, like BetKansas.com, we have a bunch on our website. All these operators are trying to get market share. They're only going to get market share basically by making their app as appealing as possible to you, which means they're going to try to offer you some sort of crazy introductory offer. But you can't get those offers unless you have the codes. You can't get the codes really unless you go to a site like BetKansas.com. So my, my first recommendation would be go to our website, look at what we have brand reviews, we have everything else, read those, come up, come across the decision that way. But also just basically trial and error. Make sure you try out some different sports books, uh, applications, find out which one's right for you. We find that the average person uses about three and a half uh, applications at, when it's all said and done. Uh, I can speak from personal experience. When it, Arizona has 18, when I when it first came online last year, I downloaded for work about 12 sports books, at, uh, sports book applications, and I, nowadays I probably use, I use one or two. So uh, I would say just don't don't lock yourself into one. Uh, try BetMGM, try Caesars, try DraftKings, try Fanduel, try one of the other ones. I don't know. You, you could find one that's perfect. You could uh, determine that points bet, which we don't even have in Arizona. Is uh, is the one for you, and who knows? Uh, so, but you won't know that if you just download the DraftKings app and try DraftKings and do DraftKings all the time. Not saying DraftKings is bad, but you know you're you're limiting yourself if you don't if you don't shop around a bit. So that would be my main thing: shop around, and then also make sure you set a budget. Don't whatever you bet, make sure it's an amount you're okay with losing because it's called betting. It's called gambling for a reason. So be smart, set a budget. Be above board with your family members about what you're doing so that they know that what, what you're doing. Uh, don't be secretive about these things. And, uh, yeah, and have fun with it. Remember, it's supposed to be a good time. I don't know enough about uh, how Kansas regulates this, so I'll ask you. You probably do. Are, are, are there opportunities for shady websites or apps to get involved, or is, is it so heavily regulated that that's really not possible? It isn't. It is incredibly regulated. There's no chance. Um, basically, the licensing fees and the the meticulous data they have to constantly provide state regulators in every in any state uh, would prevent these shady offshore books from from entering the state of Kansas. That's the other thing. Make damn sure you're not you're using a certified app, uh, an app that has been licensed by the Kansas Racing and Gaming Commission and the Kansas Lottery. You don't see the sign of approval on the bottom of your app. Delete the app. Get rid of the app. Don't ever touch that app again. Uh, if you go, to, if you go into Pavada, you're gonna have a bad time. Do not go there. That's my number one. I had, a, I have people in in Arizona, a legal a legal sports betting marketplace that tell me that they use Pavada, and I just want to bang my head against the wall because that is a great way to get scammed. And so 
uh, state regulars do everything they can to keep that from happening for you, but you got you, you got to meet them halfway here, and you got to actually do a little bit of research. But uh, it, it's impossible. There's no way a, an offshore book can can get certified. There's just, by by a Kansas Racing Gaming Commission or a Kansas Lottery. There's just too many. They know who these people are. Um, these people are some of the best in the business, and they know who what the, who they're dealing with. So. Make sure you have that sign of approval at the bottom of the website. Every licensed one will have it because they have to. It's part of the deal to be licensed. Uh, so look for that and and bet with somebody you know is is legit and above board. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of bets that are made, uh, is it natural to see when a state comes online that in Kansas, for instance, you'll see a lot of Chiefs betting, Kansas, Kansas State, Wichita State basketball is do. Do people in the state tend to bet on their own teams or is it, do you see it all over the board? Yeah, definitely. Um, it, it, it varies by market. Arizona, uh, that's one of the things that all the regu- all the uh, operators told me first few months after it launched was how surprised they were at how much Arizonans bet on the home teams, uh, especially the Cardinals uh, in the NFL season and Arizona and Arizona State and football and basketball. Well, betting on both those teams and football is a losing proposition to start with. But nonetheless, yeah, so I mean, I assume Kansas will be the exact same way. Uh, especially, no one's got to bet on the Jayhawks in football. Sorry, uh, sorry, Lance Leopold, you're a great guy. But if you, if you win two games this year, I'll, I'll I'll fly to Lawrence myself and you know go do Rock Shock Jayhawk in the middle of the avenue. But uh, yeah, I think uh, Kansas State at least definitely is going to be an eight, nine, ten win team this year. They're gonna they're gonna have a lot of bets in there. I, I'm seeing a lot of bets on them just to win the Big Twelve outright, which you know, frankly, I'm on board with. But, uh, yeah, I think there'll be a lot of interest in, and especially Kansas State football, Kansas basketball, uh, from the home state betters. It wouldn't surprise me at all if Kansas kind of mirrors Arizona in that regard. Chiefs, obviously, being the hometown football team. The Royals, maybe not because they're not very good this year. But, yeah, I think it'll be similar to Arizona. I think that's a very good apples-to-apples comparison. I'll, I'll take the over on two Kansas football wins, by the way, and I'll see you on Kansas <laughs> Boulevard. <laughs> sounds good Uh, i need a reason to go back to the midwest there you go i know you've written that that kansas can expect 1.78 billion in first year wagering which is a staggering number to me although when you compare it to like like you said last month in arizona that's it's it's Mm -hmm. pocket you know it's chump change that's about 613 dollars per resident that's just amazing Mm -hmm. Uh, um when it do you think that that I guess with with Kansas using the money towards, you know, so much of it towards building, uh, you know, pathways to get professional sports teams here, it can also help the general fund as well. Right. I mean, it's 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 also that's a big enough number where you can do both. Yeah, totally. I mean, uh, you're talking uh, with a 10 percent tax rate, if they make, let's say, one point eight million dollars, you're talking one hundred eighty million dollars of tax money. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, even if 70% of that's allocated towards trying to get sports teams, I think it's 85% or whatever it is. Nonetheless, you're still talking, uh, you're still talking a big chunk of change there. So, uh, as, as it was described to me when I first started in this industry, and it's come true in a lot of markets, sports betting will never be a thing that's going to, you know, make you enough money that you can close budget loopholes, whatever, but it's, it's money you didn't have before. So uh, even if it is $1 million a year, it's $1 million you didn't have before. In Arizona, the privilege fees so far have been about $17 million in the first 10, 10 months of reporting, uh, which is right in line with what 
they expect they expect around 25 million the first full year so you know that's uh that's money that can be that can be spent that's money that they that probably wasn't budgeted in before the bill was passed last year so yeah, you know, it's just added money. It might not. Uh, so, for the state of Kansas, it's money that'll get education and other form and other uh, items, other items of the budget that need money. So that's extra money. More money will never be a bad thing for those those uh, those services for sure. And I'm old enough to remember the the coming of the Kansas lottery in the late '80s, early '90s that did the same thing. It it it, it mm-hmm. helped the coffers. It, you know, it it just was found money. Uh, mm-hmm. And that, that leads me to another question. Have you seen in other states that once sports betting is approved and it begins, do, do people play the lottery less? I mean, do they change their habits or is it just totally different things to people? Totally different things. I don't really have a lot of data points on that. Uh, we don't really focus on the lottery at all here, but I know that people are still you know, hitting the lottery, no one's no one's going to stop buying their five dollar Mega Millions ticket because they you know bet twenty bucks on the Royals. So uh, I, I think it's it's two separate things. Um, I, I don't I don't think we haven't seen anything that says that a correlates with b in terms of if they do more of one, they do less of the other. So I, if I'm the lottery right now, I mean the lottery has said that on calls that they're still seeing the same amount of revenue they expect that they've seen in previous quarters. So I, I don't expect it. I don't think they'll see much of a hit at all. Is there anything else we should be looking at in this first few months of, of wagering? Like you said, NFL season, it seems to be the heavy time of year for betting. Um, are there things to look out for and watch as, as Kansas gets going? Not really. Just uh, kind of seeing the interesting thing for me will be the break. I don't know how the lottery will break this down to the KRGC will break this down when they do their reports, but some states break it down by just operators however much money each one of the operators make. Some states do it by operators and then by sport. So you can tell, for instance, Illinois does it that way, where you can see how much people have wagered on sports. So if they do something like that, that'll be interesting to see how much money is is is, uh, is bet on college football, how much money is bet on pro football, how much money is bet on professional soccer, things like that, especially with Kate Sporting Kansas City being the only professional sports team right now in Kansas. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how that breakdown goes. So those kind of kind of things we're going to look for also just to see uh, what the number will be. You know, how, I mean, there's I mean, obviously there will only be, uh, well, I guess there'll be a full month of September, at least on like Arizona, where there was 22 days reported for September, which meant the, the handle was lower than it would have been otherwise if it had a full full month's worth of data. So, you know, it'll be interesting just to see what the overall number is how, and, and also just to see how they break down the uh, the, the handle once they uh, they start reporting the data. Yeah. Well, Christopher Bone, I really appreciate you spending some time with us. He, he's with best, BetKansas.com. That's a great place to go to kind of find reviews of websites and, and tell us what else you do on that on that site. Yeah, so we just cover the industry. I mean, I'm a longtime sports writer out here in Arizona and, you know, I write a lot of articles just about uh, what's happening in the state, um, what the trends are with betting on, on Kansas sports teams. Uh, we, um, you know, we do just run of the mill journalism as well in terms of if there's any, uh, uh, any news that comes out of the state. So uh, it's a great, we basically just try to be one-stop shop. We have all the information you need in terms of the sports books themselves, paper interviews, things like that. But we also have uh, stories and, and content to kind of break down what's happening in the market as well. So betkansas.com is not the place to make a bet, but you can certainly read about getting- Help everybody do it. Yeah, help everybody do it. Christopher, thanks so much. 
No problem at all, Kurt. Have a great day. That's it for Biz Talk with Bill Roy this week, episode 274. Check out all our podcast episodes at our Biz Talk with Bill Roy hub. It's at wichitabusinessjournal.com. Thank you for listening and subscribing. Biz Talk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Creating the business concept turned out to be the easy part. The challenges that follow is where Equity Bank comes in. Equity Bank was built by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Let them help your business evolve and solve your challenges. Tomorrow is here. Visit them today at equitybank.com forward slash evolve. Be well and be safe. Have a profitable week.